Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. It's already time to preview spring football if you can believe it. Next, on this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. But there's going to be one team that's going to play solely as a team. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team. Looks deep for Anthony Cook. Waits for it, Tim Cook. Hey, they just can't be a hard guy. Now what? Brady gets terrific. Throws it, and a touchdown night again. Schultz, just before Brazil got it. And a leaping interception by Woodson. Harbaugh back to throw over the middle. Caught by Kohler at the five on his feet. Touchdown, Michigan. On its way. It's good. He's 5'7", 179 pounds, a junior at Michigan. But Jamie Morris packs a wallop, and he delivers for Bo Schindler. And here's your first play. Pressure coming. Sack. It is Glenn Steele, number 81, who fought his way through the traffic. Option. And Robinson calls his own number, and he's going to score. Oh, an easy touchdown for Robinson and Michigan. championship again because we're going to play as a team and when we play as a team and the old season is over you and I know it's going to be Michigan again Michigan Go Blue, I'm Steve Dace. Welcome to this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. And that's right, spring football is already underway for the Michigan Wolverines. They have tended to like to get started on this earlier than normal under Jim Harbaugh. But the last couple of years, they've started in February, taken a break for spring break, and then come back to wrap things up again in March. So spring football is already underway which means it's a great time to start looking ahead to the 2023 football season. And a lot of times the identity, culture, um, the character of your team is really forged in the spring. Fall is about preparation for the season. Spring is about formation for the season, inwardly, internally. And so to that end, here are the five areas that I am most paying attention to for spring practice storylines. And number five starts with what I just mentioned, the the culture transformation that has taken place at Michigan. And you have to give Jim Harbaugh credit for this, maybe more than anything else. 
the recognition that whatever they were doing at Michigan wasn't working. They were winning a lot of games, not a lot of meaningful games, and then the bottom completely fell out uh, in the in the COVID year of 2020. It was clear the culture needed a complete reboot. And then you wondered, uh, when leaders like Aiden Hutchinson moved on, uh, when leaders like Kate McNamara transferred out or last year got hurt and so really couldn't play any meaningful snaps, would that culture remain? We saw last year that indeed it would And so now, does it stay a third year? Another layer of leaders like Mike Morris and Mozzie Smith have now moved on to the NFL. Are guys like J.J. McCarthy ready to fully step in and assume that role? We know guys like Blake Corum are. But uh, that's really, to me, the first and I think biggest question of this entire ordeal. Because on paper, when we just look at personnel, uh, this is the best team that Jim Harbaugh has had yet and one of the best teams going into a season that Michigan has had in recent memory. So let's get into some of those personnel questions with the rest of our topics. Number four, who's the third running back? I mean, guys, <laughs> it's been a lot of years around here recently where we were just wondering who's the star running back heading into spring football. But it just goes to show what I just said a minute ago about how set up this roster is to compete for a national championship, that one of the biggest conversations we're going to be having this spring is, who's the third running back? I mean, after, you know, Blake Corum, one of the best running backs in Michigan history, Donovan Edwards, one of the most explosive running backs in recent Michigan history. You know, when those guys need a blow, who comes in next? Is it Kalel Mullings, who got a lot of minutes at the end of last year? Uh, C.J. Stokes, who got a lot of minutes at the beginning of last year? Is it somebody else? But since we don't expect to see any of Corum and very little of Donovan Edwards this spring, this is going to be an opportunity for one of those guys, or maybe a Tavi Dunlap or somebody else, to truly step forward as the number three running back on this team. And, and given the amount of times Michigan likes to run the football under Jim Harbaugh, there's a decent number of carries there for somebody that wants to assume that mantle. Number three, um, which young wide receivers are ready to step up? Uh, We know guys like Roman Wilson uh, are big play receivers ready to happen. Cornelius Johnson, you know, for all the talk of him being more of a possession guy, uh, he's got uh, one of the longest receptions and touchdown receptions in Michigan history. Uh, He blew up Ohio State uh, for a couple of big plays last year. He's back. So now we're really talking about some of the some of the new guys, uh, highly recruited players like Tyler Morris, Darius Clemens. At least one of those guys are going to need to step up uh, to take the place of Ronnie Bell in this year's receiving core. Whom will it be? Maybe, given how highly recruited those guys were, it'll be all of them. And don't sleep on Christian Dixon as well. He was a big-time recruit out of California three years ago. Number three on this list, or number two on this list, I should say, How do we handle the depth and competition along the offensive line? Folks, go back and and watch our spring football questions four or five years ago. They were a little bit different uh, than these. They were more like, can we get to eight offensive linemen? This this year, it is possible. Now, the, the Arizona State transfer that was penciled in to start at left tackle, he's not in school yet. So that's going to give uh, Jeffrey Percy or uh, Trent A. Jones or um, Carson Barnhart uh, the opportunity to be that left tackle. And Jones and or Barnhart will probably be the right tackle in that uh, battle. But when he gets into school, I mean, you're, you're talking about Michigan with an offensive line that's like a hockey line. Two full complement of five-person offensive lines that the backup line would be one of the best in the Big Ten. 
So, I mean, this is the kind of stuff for those of you that are my age or older. You remember when Michigan had this kind of depth. It's been a minute since even when the Wolverines have had some good teams, had this kind of debt, uh, debt, this kind of depth. It's an embarrassment of riches uh, along the offensive line. Uh, And again, that's something that Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh deserve a lot of credit. I was one of those that questioned the move of a a pretty good offensive line coach in order to replace him with Sharon Moore, who'd never coached the position before. But in terms of recruiting and development, it has worked out masterfully. And the number one storyline to be watching, I think, this spring, apologies there, I think I misspelled his name, Marion Walker's move to corner. That's the biggest personnel question on this team heading into next fall. Who is the second corner on the team? That's it. I mean, where, where else do you see a personnel question on this team? Maybe backup quarterback, but we've seen Davis Warren play a lot. You know, um, I think he'd at least be capable. And not a lot of great college football programs have two good quarterbacks these days anyway, because the kid that's not the starter tends to transfer out. So, okay, backup quarterback, maybe. Offensive line, we were just talking about. It's loaded. Running back, we're talking about who the third guy is. They're talking like the defensive line might be better than it was last year. Linebacker. Now you're bringing in an Ernest Hausman. You're getting back into Kai Hill Green. So you're adding him to the guys that you're bringing back from last year, which is pretty much that entire unit. What's left? There's one real battle for significant playing time on this entire roster of 22 positions. And it is the corner back position opposite of Will Johnson and Amarion Walker, uh, who was originally slated to be a wide receiver and has that kind of size. He's made the move to corner full time. If he's got the, uh, the the agility in space with the speed and length that he provides, I mean, you're talking Tariq Woolen kind of uh, stuff that uh, the Seattle Seahawks when they drafted him out of UTSA. Michigan is hoping he can eventually develop into that kind of player. And all eyes will be on him to see if it happens this spring because, again, there really aren't a lot of personnel question marks on this team heading into this season. A lot of known commodities, guys that have played a lot of big-time football uh, on the biggest stages and performed very well, which is why I think Michigan's going to be rated no lower than number two when the preseason polls come out later on this summer. Well, let's find out what our... One and only reasonable Bucknut fan happens to think about Michigan's big questions heading into the spring, and maybe we're a little too uh, doped up on the hype. We'll find out with Mark Rogers when we come back. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Well, let's get a view from the Scarlet and Gray side of the septic tank with our good friend Mark Rogers, who has a fantastic channel of his own right here on YouTube, the voice of college football. So much great information across the, the great landscape of this of the greatest of sports. Good to see you again, Mark, who also moonlights as a reasonable yet bucknut nevertheless. Good to see you, brother. How are you? Good to see you, Steve. Uh, while the rest of you are diving into much madness uh, as college football nerds or, or digging 
through spring practice rosters and, and the like. Indeed. And I was just going through what I thought were the major storylines on, on my end uh, from a Michigan perspective. I've never had a spring football preview quite like this, Mark. I mean, we, maybe this is what it's been like for you guys on your side of the street here for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. But we basically have two questions. Um, who's the number two corner? Who's the number three running back? And I guess you could throw in which of the uh, of the 11 deep offensive line, which of those five guys will start? I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I, I guess, you know, we'll miss Jake Moody, of course, maybe the greatest kicker in Michigan history, but they recruited a top-flight kid to replace him for who's been waiting two years for his opportunity. I mean, I just, I, I kind of had to reach to come up with five storylines to follow this spring, and they included who's the number three running back and which five of the 11 deep offensive line will play. I, I just don't recall... At least, you know, not uh, since we started doing this stuff, uh, Michigan having a spring like this. This looks like something in the late 90s. Feeling pretty good about yourself. Well, you tell me. Okay. Am I missing something? Is are you, do, is there some great concern out there that uh, that I, I didn't touch on other than the ones I, I just referenced? Am I missing something? Great concerns? No. Okay, let's, uh, let's go to the running back position because as long as the two studs – and Edwards and Blake Corm are healthy, then there's no need for number three guy because he's going to be carrying football with a four-touchdown lead. But, of course, Blake Corm is missing the spring. Maybe that's more serious than, than we believe it to be and could carry. Hopefully not. I want everyone to be healthy, but it could carry into the fall. Uh, Donovan Edwards obviously missed time to start out 22. So if you don't have one of those guys, then that number three guy will two guy and then that becomes a bit of a critical situation the pass rush from going back to uh the games against ohio state tcu illinois some of the games that were a bit closer uh seemed to wane in those games despite it being a strong point of the team for a second year you know mike morris ozzy smith those guys are gone he got me in Oma. he's off to his next stop Charlotte, why, I don't know, but, uh, well, I, I do know that there's a connection there, yes. So anyway, um, I know that they've got capable guys coming back, but they really haven't been a force. Uh, McGregor, Jalen Harrell, had a sack in the Big Ten Championship game. So they have some components there. Josiah Stewart was a really nice pickup from Coastal Carolina. Uh, but the pass rush to maintain its effectiveness over the last two years you know, some questions are going to have to be answered there. And I guess my other points with the offensive line, because, yeah, there's a lot of reinforcements. There's depth, and that's extremely important in the offensive front. But I don't know if they've placed the quality of a, a Matt Hayes or an Olatimi with, uh, and a lot of guys that have a ton of experience, not just on campus, a lot of playing time on the field. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the pass rush is a point that, uh, but we had this exact conversation last year. I told you we'd have more sacks this year than last year. And everybody told me I was nuts. That turned out to actually be true. If you go back and look at uh, the, our pass rush, the last month of the season, the guys that, that did the most, uh, had the most consistent job applying pressure, uh, you know, Yabi Anoma kind of fell apart, fell, you know, just disappeared in November of, of last year. Um, uh, Braden McGregor really came on. He might've been the most consistent pass rusher we had. He's coming back. 
Uh, you know, Josiah Stewart's a guy that uh, had, a lot of us think has an NFL future. So he's basically taking the uh, Yabi Anoma spot. Derek Moore was one of the top uh, edge rushers in high school uh, two years ago. Uh, and we got him uh, coming off a decommitment to Oklahoma to come here. So, I mean, I, I, there's bodies there for sure. Um, and, and so I'm not, especially the way Michigan plays defense, I'm, I'm not, and against Ohio State, which is basically don't give up any big plays. We're not getting caught in some blitzes. We're going to keep everything in front of us, make them drive the length of the field, stay patient. That's worked the last two years in a row. Uh, I, I would be very surprised if Michigan is not in a third straight college football playoff because the pass rush didn't, didn't live up to its billing, given the talent that they have there. I would be surprised at that. Um, the offensive line points you make is an interesting one that there, there isn't maybe a leader there. I would argue Zach Zinter might be the best guard returning in college football, but it's kind of hard for a guard to be a star, you know, unless it's like Quinton Nelson at Notre Dame or something like that, you know? So I'm with you. I, I, I sense, you know, I can see your point where that is concerned too, but I would say overall though, I much rather would be trying to answer these questions in a spring compared to the kinds of existential questions Michigan has had to answer in many of the previous ones. Yeah, I do think that Harbaugh has got this program in a place, and not just from a personnel standpoint, but I know that you've addressed culture. And uh, I don't know that there's a program in America beyond Nick Saban and what he established there, Kirby Smith now at Georgia and Dabo Queeney at Clemson, even though they've fallen off, but that is attached and identified with the coach as much as Michigan. And, and this is maybe where being a Michigan man actually means something because Jim Harbaugh has weathered a lot of storms so that he's created and got this program in place where we've seen other programs and other coaches elevate programs temporarily, season or two. And, and I'm not thinking of championship level, just at any degree based on the expectations, but then there's a fall off at some point because they don't maintain it. Well, I believe Jim Harbaugh, he's got a fascination with the NFL. I understand that. It's legit. It's valid. Um, being a mission man, I think he just cares more about the situation than, you know, about that much more mm-hmm. than just about any other coach in the country and it gives him motivation to keep this together. And I, truly believe what he says about, hey, this is this is my job, this is my team, and, and he talks in glowing terms of where he is, and you know, it's, it's the greatest place to be, and who has it better than us? So I believe all those things to a certain extent, not that you can't be drawn in other directions, but uh, I, I think this team, this particular team should be in a good place. Now, I'm going to separate culture from chemistry because chemistry is unique to every specific sure. team. Sure. That's a good here. distinction. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what that's going to be and how good it's going to be. But we've got indication that it should be good because there's so many guys coming back. But the good thing about this team is they've achieved so much to have confidence. So that's built tremendous confidence, but they haven't won at all. So there should still be confidence. And when you match the confidence with the hunger, that's a dangerous situation for everyone else in the Big Ten. Speaking of the Big Ten, let's have a broader conversation about the league. In my opinion, Mark, the biggest storyline in our league this spring is Drew Aller at Penn State. When you look at what they have coming back, 
if if he can at least play to the level that Sean Clifford finished his career at, which is an okay, you know, not great, but, you know, serviceable, consistent starting quarterback in the Big Ten, with what else they bring back, I mean, I, I think you could be looking at, at, you know, both at the start and the end of the year, three teams in the Big Ten East, all in the top five, all on that top six board, um, for a college football playoff bid. But I think it it really comes down to how much is he ready to step into that void. And I think unlike what we saw with J.J. McCarthy, yeah, we saw Drew Aller a little bit last year, but it was like almost all in mop-up time. We saw J.J. McCarthy play when, when games were in contention and still in dispute. Now, we didn't see C.J. Stroud at all. Okay, and that worked out pretty good for him. I, I'm not concerned at all uh, as as uh, about the Ohio State quarterback uh, situation. Uh, both Kyle McCord and is it Devin Brown is the other player. Both of them were very highly recruited. Um, they're going to take over uh, maybe the best receiving unit in the big in, in the conference, if not the country. Again, uh, the last three Ohio State quarterbacks had different profiles, one that couldn't run, one that loved to run, and one that wouldn't run. And all three of them uh, all were first-round draft picks in the NFL. So I, I think that they're going to be okay there. I, 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 to me, I think Drew Aller and, and how quickly can he assert himself as an alpha under center for Penn State is the biggest issue, I think, uh, and question and storyline in our league this spring. Well, for the first time since James Franklin's been there, they have raised the ceiling of quarterback position to the level of Ohio State and what Michigan now has with J.J. McCarthy. Uh, Drew Aller came in to opener on the road against Purdue when the game was, well, the game was competitive all the way through. But to your point, you're completely correct. He didn't play in meaningful snaps, but he got like a series in that Purdue game, maybe in the third quarter, let's say. And as soon as the ball came out of his hand, it was different. So the abilities there, that doesn't uh, certainly go back into the leadership portion of things and the uh, decision-making process. So, yes, he's at the top of the league. He's the biggest factor, biggest X factor, uh, because it is the big three and it's everything else. Um, Penn State needs to show that uh, they can play winning football against the big team, the two teams uh, down the wire. And, of course, they weren't even Michigan last year. So a lot of pressure on James Franklin to show that he is a championship caliber coach. Finally, let's ask you about your Buckeyes. Of course, there's a lot of interest over here in what goes on in your neck of the woods as well. What's the big storyline other than the quarterback battle, which, again, I, I don't really care which one of them wins the job. To me, the bigger challenge is Ryan Day not naming one of these guys the starter so early that the other guy ends up in the transfer portal this summer. Okay, but either one of them is is at the very least going to step in. And to me, the the floor is like a second team all Big Ten conference quarterback. That's like the floor. So what else are you watching this spring for your Buckeyes? Yeah, so the two big components there would be offensive line. uh, Lost their tackles, NFL caliber guys. They lost their center, uh, Luke Whipler. It was not. Uh, projected that he was going to make that declaration for the NFL draft. So that was a bit of a surprise and a blow to the offensive line. So they got to find a center. Uh, they haven't had the hall of offensive linemen or the transfer portal overall like Michigan has. Uh, they did bring in a, a guard from Louisville, as well accomplished, but he's probably a guard. And so 
the, the guard position was the issue last year for Ohio State, and potentially it could be the tackle position, which is a whole other level of issue for Ohio State this season. And again, we could point to the entire defense, although the linebacking position is rock solid for the first time in a long time. And the defensive line brings back the talent, even though they've underachieved. So the, the secondary, I don't know what's happened to recruiting, development, and in the field in that secondary for the last five years. It's been outside of the Jeffrey Coot led 2019 group. It's not hit the Urban Meyer Ohio State standards since he. This week's Twitter poll results. We asked you, what is the biggest storyline you'll be watching during Michigan spring football? Amarion Walker's move to corner just etched, uh, edged out the young wide receivers 44 to 40 for the top two storylines by far. The competition along the offensive line uh, was a distant third. And who's the third running back? And I had to reach to come up with that one for a fourth choice. I mean, I had to, I had to reach to come up with that one as, a, as to come up with five topics or storylines this spring. Again, so many known commodities returning for the Wolverines uh, because this team is freaking stacked. Which brings us to our feedback of the week. Talking about Michigan basketball and the heave by Hunter Dickinson that may have saved Michigan season at the end of regulation against Wisconsin. And I'm like, hey, man, Michigan has literally lost this game like seven times this season. I mean, every close game you can imagine, Michigan has lost this year. Eventually get a break. Jeff Humphrey says, if we're still watching them in two and a half weeks, we will remember Dickinson's heave. Agreed. Michigan is in the NIT. Nobody remembers Dickinson's heave. It's just kind of irrelevant. Michigan makes the NCAA tournament. It's, you know, one of the biggest singular shots around here since Trey Burke's three in the Sweet 16 to upset Kansas. I agree. It really comes down to what uh, what is the final destination for Michigan season. Now, I, I will, I've, I've, I've long held this position. You should turn down the NIT bid. No one should play in it. It's Loserville. Uh, there is no other major sport in America that has a playoff of the also-rans. I mean, if you don't make the Stanley Cup playoffs, they don't then take the next four or eight teams and you play for the the Stanley Coaster, the Stanley Coffee Mug. They don't they do not do that, okay? Uh, if you don't make the playoffs in the NFL, you don't play for Vince Lombardi's smoking jacket, all right, in the, in the, in the loser bracket. There, no other sport does this. Uh, you should turn down a bid to the NIT. So let's not, here's an idea. Let's not face that. Let's win one of these two road games this week at Illinois or Indiana. And probably at that point, then punch our ticket because we'd be guaranteed a top four spot in the Big Ten tournament. I think if Michigan's playing Saturday in the Big Ten tournament, it will be in the NCAA tournament, which means they won one of these two road games to get a double bye. Um, and then they won their first game, or they ended up winning a couple of games on Thursday and Friday to get to Saturday. I think 19 is probably the magic number for the Wolverines, which, hey, given where this team was in the preseason and the amount of talent on this team, uh, this is not where Michigan basketball wants to be. For the second year in a row, grinding away to try to eke out a, a, a an NCAA tournament bid. Also, though, uh, if you look at the metrics uh, in February, Michigan's a top 15 team in the country. So clearly some real development has gone on after a disappointing opening three months of the season. Here we are. The stain of that Central Michigan loss. If you go to all the sites that let you punch in you know, advanced metrics to determine uh, or switch past results to determine how your team could get in the NSA tournament, if you go to all those sites and just flip Central Michigan from, a w, from an L to a W, Michigan's in the NSA tournament in every single one of them. That quad four inexcusable loss is what is holding the Wolverines back right now. That's why I think if we win, 
one of these two road games here to close out the regular season at Illinois or Indiana, then I think we will cancel that out and go ahead and, and put ourselves back into the field. If we don't, going to definitely have some work to do in Chicago to make it as uh, no question about that. So at least we're in this position now, not where we thought we were going to be at the beginning of the year, but we'd also kind of given up hope we were going to be here at all uh, in the middle of the year. So it is what it is. Thankfully, there is Michigan football, which is absolutely stacked and is underway with spring practice and the countdown to a chance to win a third straight unprecedented and unshared undisputed Big Ten championship. That and more coming your way on our very next episode of Michigan Podcast. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, share, five-star review, follow. Help us to find wherever you watch, like here on YouTube or listen, like here on iTunes. However you watch or listen or access us, help us to find, please, more Michigan fans just like you. And thank you to all of you who have already found us. And please, uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter in between episodes, at Michigan Podcast as well. Uh, For the Until the next time, right here on Michigan Podcast, I'm Steve Dace, and go Blue. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.